Hello, Western Pennsylvania. From TTM Interns, this is Zach Gibson. Welcome to Total Top 5. The Total Top 5 for the week of October 31st through November 6th, 2022. Governor Wolf signs hastily passed $2 billion tax package that encourages natural gas production in Pennsylvania. Wolf also signs law to yank Tolskoff Law's vehicle registrations. Homicide charges filed against Wexford doctor accused of causing wreck that killed fellow physician. Madden Monday, Steelers don't do anything well. Kenny Pickett needs to shut up when it comes to team criticism. And from guest reporter The Tribune Review's Joe Napsha, police fatally shoot suspect on Route 22 in Derry Township after a 45-mile high-speed chase. Welcome to Episode 2. This new production is the only weekly rundown-style podcast in Western Pennsylvania that is focused solely on locally and hyper-locally curated news stories, bringing you relevant and interesting stories on the go. Let's get into the rundown. From Stephen Caruso with Spotlight PA, Governor Tom Wolf has signed a $2 billion tax credit package for the hydrogen production, milk processing, and biomedical research industries into law, capping months of quiet negotiations between the Democrat and top Republicans in General Assembly. 90 cents out of each dollar offered will be used to encourage the use of natural gas, including $1 billion in tax incentives to attract a new hydrogen hub to Pennsylvania. The package will provide $50 million a year in tax breaks to a company that agrees to produce hydrogen for 20 years and increase an existing methane tax credit by $30 million to $56.5 million annually. The latter credit, passed in 2020 and set to expire in 2050, was designed to encourage the use of methane to manufacture other products such as fertilizer and gasoline. The legislation also includes $15 million annually over eight years for a milk processing project, $10 million annually over five years for biomedical research, and $10 million annually over five years for semiconductor production. The package was publicly introduced as an amendment to a bill just after 3 p.m. on October 26th. Less than six hours later, both the State House and Senate passed the legislation. There was little public debate and no public hearings. Despite this hasty passage, Top Republican lawmakers said the bill's language was negotiated for months, and that some of the proposals came out of the state's spring budget talks. Republican State House Speaker Brian Cutler said, While it took a while to come together, I'm glad that it finally did. Spotlight PA first publicly reported on details of the deal on October 24th, kicking off a furious wave of lobbying aimed at Wolf and the legislature in days before the bill's passage. Environmental groups roundly criticized the package as a waste of money that could instead be spent on, quote, proven and inexpensive clean energy technologies, end quote, like solar and wind production. For more on this story, visit TribLive.com. From the Tribune Review, a measure to help the Pennsylvania Turnpike recover more unpaid tolls was signed into law Thursday, legislation that could trigger the suspension of thousands of vehicle registrations early next year. Governor Tom Wolf gave the final approval to the legislation aimed at getting owners or operators of some 25,000 vehicles to pay their overdue bills for turnpike travel. After the law takes effect in two months, the process will start with the Turnpike Commission notifying registrants they are seeking to have their registration suspended. At least a month later, the toll agency can ask the Transportation Department to start the process, and PennDOT said it will give the owners six weeks' notice. PennDOT spokeswoman Alexis Campbell said, 
The customer is given several notices and opportunities to pay the tolls they owe before the registration is suspended. The legislation also reduces how much in collective unpaid tolls are needed to trigger registration suspension. From $500 to $200 and the number of unpaid tolls required to start the enforcement process goes down from six violations to four invoices. The turnpike can also go back five years after the violation in suspending registrations, a change from three years. The Turnpike Commission said the new law clarifies existing criminal penalties for intentionally evading tolls and adds new language to prevent altering, obstructing, covering, distorting, manipulating, and removing a license plate to avoid tolls. Another new provision says tinted plate covers are illegal. The bill gives the Turnpike explicit ability to track down people when their automatically generated Turnpike bills are returned undeliverable. Using the U.S. Postal Service, debt collectors and skip tracing practices used to find people. The Turnpike Commission is required to give an annual report about unpaid tolls to the legislature. A report on the feasibility of alternative toll payment options is due in a year. From Tony LaRusso with the Tribune Review, Police accused an emergency room doctor of being drunk while driving nearly 130 miles per hour in July when he lost control of his Tesla and crashed, killing the physician who was his passenger. 38-year-old Joseph Henry Yanta of the 2000 block of Reese Road in Franklin Park was charged by Northern Regional Police with two felony counts, homicide by vehicle and homicide by vehicle while driving intoxicated. He also faces counts of involuntary manslaughter, reckless endangerment, DUI, with a blood alcohol level of higher than 0.16, driving 93 miles per hour over the speed limit and reckless driving. According to his profile, Yanta is a medical toxicologist and emergency physician for UPMC. Yanta is being detained in the Allegheny County Jail after a judge denied bail during his arraignment early Thursday morning. According to court records, he faces a preliminary hearing in the municipal court in downtown Pittsburgh on November 18th. Yanta was charged in connection with the July 16th death of Dr. Douglas D. Rockacy, 47, who worked as an emergency medicine physician at UPMC Mercy Hospital Uptown. Police wrote in a criminal complaint that after a July 15th golf outing, Yanta, Rockacy, and two other men went to a pizza restaurant along Route 19 in Pine Township at about 9 p.m. According to the complaint, police said the security video from the restaurant showed that Yanta had six drinks before leaving shortly after 12.30 a.m. Video from a traffic camera at Church Road and Route 910 shows Yanta behind the wheel of a blue 2020 Tesla Model 3 that was stopped at a traffic light before it turns onto Route 910 and then accelerated until it drives out of sight. About five seconds later, Allegheny County 911 received a report of a crash in the area. Responding officers said that they found the Tesla on its roof in a small creek. Emergency medical technicians were already tending to Rockacy, who was ejected from the car and was suffering from cardiac arrest. He was dead at the scene. He died from blunt force trauma to the head, neck, trunk, and extremities, according to the results from an autopsy. His death was ruled accidental. Police said Rockacy was not wearing a seatbelt. Investigators said Yanta was alert after the crash and told them that he was driving the Tesla. He was taken to UPMC Presbyterian Hospital in Oakland where he was treated for his injuries to his neck, shoulder, and chest caused by the seatbelt during the wreck. Blood was drawn from Yanta at the hospital and was tested to determine the percentage of alcohol in his bloodstream. Police said that the test showed he had a blood alcohol level of 0.17%. A driver is considered drunk in Pennsylvania if their blood alcohol content is 0.08 or higher. From Tim Benz with the Tribune Review, if you are looking for the positives when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers' latest loss in Philadelphia, look elsewhere. Mark Madden of Trib Live and 105.9 The X has none, and that includes the performance of the rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. 
from Mark Madden on the Madden Monday podcast. Yeah, and the most discouraging thing is Pickett was awful. The Steelers aren't improving in any part of their game. They don't really do anything well. There's nothing they can hang their hat on. Despite throwing 38 times, Pickett totaled just 191 yards through the air. He was also sacked six times and intercepted once. That led to a meager quarterback rating of 66.9. Despite those numbers, Pickett felt plenty comfortable being critical of how the team as a whole was playing and handling itself. In terms of focus, week-long preparation and study habits. Not detailed. Guys need to know what they're doing. We need to study more. We don't study enough as a group. Too many penalties, stuff like that, which we can control. It's all mental. Okay, I'm sure he's right. They took six offensive penalties, three special teams penalties today. I'm sure Pickett's right. But if I were, like, on the offensive side of the ball, I'd go, hey, kid, you got two touchdowns, eight interceptions. And preach when you're a rookie not succeeding or making progress yourself. Nobody wants to hear that. As far as the Steelers' approach to offense, Madden is displeased. Uh, And it shows how antiquated their approach to football is, Tim. The Steelers had the ball 34 minutes. They had by far the advantage in time of possession. But in today's NFL, that just doesn't matter at all. It's about quick strike capabilities. The Eagles have it. The Steelers do not. On that front, Pickett seemed to agree. I think this is where Pickett is echoing a sentiment you and I just talked about. When you're on the field for 14 plays, you're leaving yourself open to make mistakes, whether that's physical or mental. We need more explosive plays. We had opportunities today and didn't connect. He says of the long drives, it's a dual-edged sword. It's a good way to stay on the field and control the football, chew up clock, but we've got to finish with points. And if we're not getting points, it's not doing us any good. For the full episode and more on Tim Benz and Mark Madden, go to triblife.com. Joan Apsha. I'm a reporter with the Tribune Review. I'm reading a story regarding the state police shooting a suspect, an armed suspect, on Route 22 in Derry Township after a high-speed chase from the Johnstown area. State police shot and killed a Johnstown man Thursday afternoon along Route 22, about two miles east of New Alexandria ending a high-speed chase of about 44 miles that started in a Johnstown suburb. The suspect, Kristen Prettler, 35, was shot shortly after 3 p.m. after police had spun around his car and pinned it against the concrete barrier in an effort to safely end the pursuit as he traveled westbound at Rushwood Road in Derry Township. Prettler refused orders to surrender when police stopped him and the shooting occurred, Trooper Steve Lamani said. State police said they were advised that Prettler had a handgun. They tried to get him to stop, Lamani said. The shooting is, quote, one of the worst things that can happen to an officer, unquote. Lamani said he did not know if Prettler pointed a gun at state police or how many shots were fired at the suspect. At least seven yellow evidence markers were on the highway around the two vehicles. Lamani said he was not certain what state police station the troopers were stationed at who were involved in the shooting. The vehicles reached speeds of about 100 miles per hour during the chase, Lamani said. The state police Troop A Major Case Team is investigating the incident in conjunction with the Westmoreland County Coroner's Office and the Richland Township Police Department in Cambria County.
In accordance with state police policy, the involved trooper will be placed on administrative duties while the incident is under investigation, police said. Westmoreland County District Attorney Nicole Ziccarelli issued a statement saying her office will investigate the incident and determine whether the officer's use of force was justified. Richland Township Police in Cambria County were obtaining an arrest warrant for Prettler's arrest on felony domestic violence charges and other officers were searching for him when he sped off, leading them on, on the chase, police say. Prettler had an extensive criminal record involving violence. State police assisted in the chase beginning about 2.30 p.m. Prettler entered Route 22 in Indiana County. The chase continued until the suspect's BMW was stopped, police said. As a result of the shooting, State police shut down the eastbound lanes of Route 22 at New Alexandria and the westbound lanes at 982 in Derry Township. Traffic was for forced to divert off the busy highway. In a tweet, state police advised drivers to use the alternate routes as the incident was expected to, quote, cause significant traffic backlogs. A woman living near the scene, London Dolan, said she was home alone with her two young children when she heard the crash, then shortly after heard several gunshots. Quote, we got inside and locked the doors, Dolan said. Quote, it does make you feel uneasy and unsafe in the world when there's evil, unquote. Thank you very much. Join me next week to run down the next series of Total Top Stories. This podcast is produced and edited by Zach Gibson. Special thanks to Rob Amon, Joe Napsha, Tim Benz, Mark Madden, and Trip Total Media journalists for the curation of these stories. Thanks for listening to Total Top 5. Stay locally informed, and I'll see you next time.